T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome in. Brian Mazarowski here with you until uh, 10 o'clock or so on a beautiful, bright, sunny Friday morning. Hope everyone's enjoying themselves out there and uh, winding down the work week in a good way. Um, I, you know, going back to something we were talking about yesterday and uh, we were talking about your TV bill and how I said, you know, listen, I, I stay away from the shady sites. You know, I'm not going to do the free TV or, you know, the free pay-per-view, anything like that. Everybody was calling in saying, oh, you don't have to pay at all. Just uh, go here. And I say, I stay away from them. I have that fear. There's too much information on a computer to, you know, do that. Put your credit card info out there like that. Um, and as I say that here, I sit less than 24 hours later. I'm ready to uh, use a shady site to buy a soccer jersey. <laughs> I am because you can't buy one. You can't buy a men's player soccer jersey, you know, that's legitimate anywhere. You have to get a fake one. You get the World Cup in 90 days. A little more than 90 days. Um, but I mean, seriously, we got got to get going here. I'm, a fake one might be my only option. Um, so, you know, on the DL, whatever your best uh, fake uh, places, you know, you. You know the avenue to let me know. <laughs> 803-0930 to join me here on WBEN today. Give me a call or send me a text on the Volkswagen Vortex Park text board. Uh, state budget passing, lots of budget items uh, agreed upon. It is it is still to me unbelievable that the same people complaining about $600 million, way too much money to spend on a stadium, at, somehow managed to find $4 billion extra to add on top of $216 billion uh, that was proposed. So, you know, to anyone making the argument, right, of, you know, listen, you cut this, you're building a Bills stadium, that money uh, was taken from X to go to a stadium? No, 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 no. Because there's no money taken from anywhere. They could have apparently just added it, which they did to the tune of $4 billion was added to a $216 billion budget. So no money need to be taken from anywhere. Money was added. So I, that argument just goes uh, right out the window, I think. And uh, there is a lot of money. Nothing got attention like that Bill Stadium did. Nothing got attention. $25 billion over five years to, now I originally read this as to make 100,000 uh, affordable homes, $25 billion over five years, 100,000 affordable homes, um, which would have came out to $250,000 per unit, which 
I don't think is affordable. That I would not be able to afford that house. Um, it, it did not seem affordable to me. But it's not to create. It's to create or preserve. So they're not even building 100,000 units. It's to create or spruce up 100,000 units, $250,000 per unit. And that is affordable housing on the budget. No one's talking about that. Uh, but the stadium deal... <clears throat> That is uh, where uh, apparently it's such a, a big waste of money. And I can't believe after everything her predecessor went through that uh, the governor would open herself up again to the argument of whether or not chicken wings is actually a meal. Because alcohol to go is back only for the next three years, but only if it's accompanied by a, quote, substantial food order. I mean, substantial is, I mean, what we're again it's up the cuomo chips are they substantial now i i don't know chicken wings substantial it depends on who you ask we found that out a couple years ago here in new york state so uh i i'm very surprised she opened herself up to that but that's included in that new state budget plenty there over at uh, wben Dot com for you to go through lots of $220 billion. I did a double take the first time I looked at that just to make sure I was reading it correctly. And I was $220 billion. Um, but that's, you know, let's not set our sights on this. I, I do want to take a look at the new call because this is not a, I mean, it's not a new idea. But there's a new approach, new call for a four-day work week. Four day, I mean, we hear this how many times a year now, especially over the last decade, and then especially over the last couple of years, where, you know, are people working the, four, the full five-day work week as much as they have in the past? I probably think not. But the four-day work week, and, you know, I, a lot of people will look at this and say, four-day work week, good idea, bad idea. But I think you have to look at it in a different way. Four-day work week, where is that plausible? Where is that not plausible? How many jobs can get away with a four-day work week? Um, more and more employers are kind of, I don't want to say buckling to the demands, but they're agreeing with, maybe that's the right word, uh, to the demands of workers who are demanding flexible work hours, shorter work hours, maybe even four-day work weeks. Managers are saying yes more and more because the job market is that tight out there. Well, a four-day work week, can it work? Now, we talked about this earlier this morning. Uh, Jim Ryan joined us. He's been uh, following the story over the last day or so of, you know, how this is bringing, uh, you know, coming around once again. And his notion was, and this is one that I think applies to a good amount of work, right? But not all work. His notion of the four-day work week uh, was when it comes to a lot of jobs out there that simply by cutting all the fluff, by trimming the fat, 
of your workday, you can end up with a four-day work week. There's no decrease in productivity. There's no you know, decrease in the amount that you're able to get done or really even the, the whole operation. It's just by cutting the fat, by doing things like, oh, we have a meeting, guess what? This is a 15-minute meeting. We're putting a time, there's a running clock on it. We're going to sit down here and figure it out. By just getting to work, doing the job, one less uh, lap around the office, one less banana in the middle of uh, the workday, anything like that. By simply cutting the fat and getting down to business, by using the Nike motto of just do it, you can really just make a four-day work week on your own, right? Now, that would apply, I think, to a lot of jobs out there. But it doesn't apply to all of them. <laughs> so where does a four-day work week apply and where does it not? 803-0930, you can join me here on WBEN. A couple of people are already texting in. Send a text on the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board or 803-0930. Um, the four-day work week, I think for a lot of office jobs, the you know white-collar workers, so to speak, if you're working behind a desk at an office, I feel like that applies to most places. You know, you don't take as long of a lunch. You get down to brass tacks when it comes to these meetings that you have, and you're, you're not kind of in this long meeting where there's a lot of chitter-chatter, wasting time. Um, if you just sit down and do your work, no distractions. I really do think that all of that adds up to cutting out almost an entire day out of your week. Now, where does that not apply? Somebody's chiming in here on our text board saying, hey, if you were in the process, I said earlier this morning, you know, if you're building a bridge, this does not apply. This person is basically uh, along the same idea that I have, right? If you're in the process of having your bathroom remodeled and it was the only bathroom in your house and I only showed up for four days out of the week, how happy would you be? I mean, you know, point well taken. But that's not how it goes. That's not a job that I think you can do a four-day. But, again, that's a totally different job, isn't it? Like, if I'm hiring you to do a bathroom remodel, I, you know, I, as the person spending the money, want it done in a timely fashion. But, you know, how much of that is up to you? It's almost like the office example. You know, to me, every job should be you have a, a job to do, and I, I don't care if you do it in 10 hours or if you do it in 60 hours. You have a job to do. As long as you do it, you can work as many or as little days as you want. The pay is going to be the same. Your bonus, so to speak, is the extra time that you get for, you know, a job well done or the hampering of your life that happens from uh, slaving away for way longer than another person might have. So for the bathroom example, you know, obviously you you want 
a job well done, the standards still have to be met. But kind of under this line of thinking, right, I, you could do that job in maybe it's a four-day job versus a seven-day job. Or, you know, maybe it is one day. Maybe it's a four-day process instead of a five-day process, depending on how efficient you're able to work. You know, I had my uh, backyard completely redone. I was going to do it myself. And then, you know, I got tired of moving rocks and hired somebody to kind of clear it out. There was a pool in my backyard. It was removed before I even got there. But I was left with, you know, like a half and half. I was like a half sand pit and like big, you know, divot where a pool used to be and half grass. And so I needed the whole thing to be, you know, I, I want grass. I want a level. I just want nothing fancy. Just give me a patch of grass. And so that could have been a one-day job. But one thing leads to another. The power line gets cut. <laughs> you know, the, 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 all these things happen. And that ends up being a long, arduous process. for So it's kind of the same way of thinking. The same thing can happen in a workspace if you're just – you know, working at a desk somewhere. Everybody has this scenario. This is a task that could take a couple of hours. Or if a mistake is made or something comes up, it could take an entire day. On our tax board, uh, you know, the thing that's chiming in here, right, does anything over four days include overtime? I In this example, no. Right? That, that's the difference between, I think, there, the two schools of thinking about this. There's the four-day work week as allowed by the employer versus the, you know, four-day work week or just kind of trimming eight hours off of you know what's considered the standard work week on a federal level or on a state level for you know overtime consideration. Because I think one of those is a good idea, one of those I don't know about. The overtime conversation, I think, is a totally different conversation. I, I just think, in general, it's it might be better if your pay is not directly chained to a clock. I generally would think, right, that you'd probably get more production. If you're going to... All right, somebody works 40 hours a week. They have, you know, X, Y, and Z to do. But generally speaking, they kind of are able to get everything done in, tw- in half the time. You know, what's going to happen? You know, maybe they take the rest of the week off. And good for them. That's, that's the reward for being efficient. Or maybe you get a little bit of extra work out of them because they feel bad about, you know, they're in there for two and a half days. Maybe they stick around the entire third day and make it a three-day work week. I don't know. And then it's different across every industry. 
You can't talk about a four-day work week and just have it be a blanket thing. You know, nurses work crazy weird hours. Crazy weird hours for like three days, and then they might be off for three days. And then, you know, it's another. And every job is different. It would depend on the job. Again, somebody's remodeling your bathroom. It's a job. It doesn't matter if it takes you 40 hours or 400 hours. You can't leave until it's done. So I don't know. How, how do you look at that? What would be desirable in your job if you could change the hours? Would that change the way you work? Do you think it would change anything in the company that you work for? 803-0930 to join me here on WBEM. Brian Mazurowski uh, here with you uh, for the next uh, hour or so. Y- you know, again, going back to uh, something we were talking about yesterday real quickly uh, before we break here. I, the cable discussion. I don't know how many times I had that with people again uh, later on in the day who just <laughs> there. Nobody knows what to do. It's like you're backed into a corner. You, nobody wants to pay more. And everybody has that feeling of like, well, I got to, you know, what are my options? There's too many, right? Too many different things. How do you do it? It's a tough decision. I, I, I cut the cable, but you still have to deal with the company. You still have to get that internet from somewhere. So it is tough. But I, you know, that's, uh, that's not something that's going to get resolved in an hour. Uh, for sure, that discussion yesterday. Anyways, 803-0930, 4-day work week. Would it work for you? What would work for you? How would you uh, determine that? It's very different depending on the industry. Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. Brian Mazurowski back here with you on WBEN. 803-0930 to join me, 803-0930. Uh, talking about that 4-day work week. The idea keeps coming up uh, because more and more places are doing it. You know, it starts off just like everything in one of those Scandinavian countries. Uh, what are they? What are those crazy Europeans doing? Four-day work week. What is, and that, you know, slowly but surely makes its way. First, it's like some wacky tech company does it over here. And then, you know, more and more it goes around. Before you know it, it becomes a real thing that uh, more and more employers are talking about. But there's so many questions when it comes to that, you know. Who decides, um, uh, you know, on four days? How is it decided? Do your responsibilities stay the same? Is it simply cutting out the fat that's wasted during the week? Is it just saying, hey, keep uh, going about your daily uh, trek through, you know, and unrelenting mountain of work and uh, you get an extra day to take to yourself and which day would you choose i think uh you know most people would pick like friday off but i i don't like that i i like the feeling of a friday because everyone's just kind of you know the friday feels like the no work day i would rather monday off than friday off tuesday or wednesday is pretty interesting Right, you come back, you have your weekend, you come back for a day or two, and then oh, a nice little break in here, and then you're back at it. But then the you know the three day weekend might allow you to you can go somewhere, take a little bit more time, 
have a little bit of uh, time to kick back if your weekends are normally full. You know, maybe that changes things. So I, I think I'm a Monday day off person if I had to choose. Somebody chimed in to the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board at 803-0930 saying, how about you take a four-day work week? A day without you would be cool. Buddy, sign me up. Mondays, please. Let's go. I'm, I'm right there. I am right there with you. I could do that for sure. You write it up. I'll sign it. <laughs> and, uh, and I'll be ready to go. Uh, but it is different. I mean, it's kind of weird to talk about because so many people have so many different jobs. I mean, the job style is so different from industry to industry. You know, would a four-day work week, so to speak, ever really work at all for you? Some people chiming in who work construction and say, hey, you you know, I, I work until the job's done and then you get paid. So four-day, it's, it's a seven-day week and then you finish the job. You know, so the four-day work week doesn't really, you know, uh, apply there. If you're in an office not salaried and you're working, you know, hourly, does it, you know, how does that work then? Does everyone need to be on a kind of a fixed salary for it to work? I probably, right? And you know, in the long run, does that save money for companies for the boss? I feel like it might. You know, if you're eligible for any sort of overtime, yeah, it might take a little bit longer to go through this call. This meeting might last a little bit longer than it has to because, well, I'll be getting that overtime pay when it's time to uh, actually get down to work. And then, you know, it flips the opposite. When you're salaried, it's all right. How do I get as much done as little time as possible so I can get out of here? Someone else uh, using the nursing home example. This person chiming in saying they've suggested 12-hour shifts or four-day work uh, weeks. And do it that way. You work a little bit longer during the day. You have an extra day off. And that might alleviate things. And I, I don't know if that would be too bad. If it had to switch that way. Because what I'm thinking more of is, you know, four-day work week for the average person. Your hours stay the same the first four days. And just simply by cutting the fat, by doing a, a little bit more within that time during the first four days, you, you can probably make up for that extra day in, in the time you already have. But then somebody else is saying, well, does it require you to work for 10-hour days? If you get into something that's not task-based, you know, it, it's something like this. Or, you know, I was going to say toll booth. They took those out. But, you know, something where you do kind of have to, it's an hourly shift. You have to be on guard. You're a security guard. You're working a job like that. Then it might go, okay, you, you have a four-day week, but you have to work 10-hour days which I think would be appealing to a lot of people. 
Because you think about it, your time before and after work. The time before work, you know, it doesn't apply to myself as much anymore because it's so early. I mean, the time before work is like me getting the cobwebs out of my eyes and then like just coming in here. I mean, there's no, there's no time spent doing much of anything. <laughs> um, it's you get in here. I'm not meandering around, but I feel like for most people. There is like a, a almost like a wasted hour or two before you really get down to work. You know, it's an hour or so where you feel like you can't do anything. It's why I always hated jobs when I started off later in the day. Or if you start a job at like one or in noon, sometime early afternoon, you're working that shift. Because for the most part, I always, you know, during the day, I always had this feeling of like, well, I, I can't really do much of anything. I, I can't go and do anything fun. I'm, I'm just looking at work later on in the day. So I do kind of feel like some people, if, if you do have a day scheduled like that, that that might be an attractive option. You're saying like, hey, look, I, I'm not doing anything the hour or two before work anyway. I'd rather... Just go in sooner, get it over with, and then I have an entire extra free day at the end. And that's, you know, that's that's one way to look at it. I think it could be working for, I don't know, a lot of people. Someone chiming in saying they hated that. Four days uh, and 10 hours a day. But this person also said they were working from home. So maybe that changes it. When you're working from home and your free time is more free time, a 10-hour day might not be as nice as when you're working somewhere else. I don't know. Does that make sense? If you're going in, I think you're of the mindset of, you know, wherever you're going, I think you're of the mindset a little bit of like, okay, I'm going into work, what's an extra hour if I get a day at the end of the week? If you're working from home, I mean, it's, I don't know, it, it might feel a little bit different. Your hour is a little more valuable because you're, you know, it's not, okay, to the commute, to whatever you're doing after work, it's just a boom. I'm done with work and, hey, I'm ready for the rest of my day. I'm out of work mode and into home mode. In like two seconds. So maybe it doesn't work if you're working from home. But then working from home is like you're, I mean, do you need four days a week if you're working from home all the time? I don't know. Maybe you don't. It doesn't work for somebody else pointing out. Trauma surgeons, dairy farmers, funeral directors, right? I mean, this is, it's like an office worker problem. The four-day work week. But I don't know. I it, Will it ever happen? I just think in most workplaces, there's so much meandering that probably goes on that if you just made yourself a little uh, bit more productive, hour by hour, you can kind of get going here. And, you know, four-day work week at the end of the day, you'd say the same thing. Everybody's working for the weekend. That's what somebody texted in. That's why if I had to choose... Monday through Friday, what the day? I don't choose Friday. Friday has the working for the weekend feel. 
everyone's kind of on the same page on a Friday, even right now. I see it. I'm looking around here. You got people, usually I'm the only one wearing a hoodie. On a Friday, you walk around here, hey, you know, everyone's a little more casual. Like, hey, are we really working? You wouldn't want to miss that day. That's the fun day. You want to miss, like, Monday or Tuesday. Those are the days where it's, oh, you know, that's the day you want to take off. Friday is, you know, the good day to be at work. Every once in a while on Friday, someone will bring around some donuts or something. You want to be there. <laughs> but anyway, I, I think it is, uh, it's an interesting thing to consider. And if you're looking for a job, it's an interesting thing to ask for. If you're in the market, everyone's kind of uh, playing that. You're used to maybe negotiating salary, but negotiating hours. It could be just as beneficial to you in the long run, right? Negotiating your hours instead of the salary. But that's the market that we're in. And pretty interesting that people are able to uh, be able to do that. 803-0930 to join me here this morning on WBEM. In case you missed it. Our other big story of the day, the New York state budget agreed upon and includes a laundry list of items in the $220 billion that's included. Among the items included in the budget, you have $7 billion over four years for some child care subsidies. You have $2 billion in housing relief. That would go to, see, I I feel like you would either pick one or the other, renters or landlords. This is going to renters and landlords. But the renter pays the landlord. So the money, I mean, unless you're giving half to each, which I don't know why you do, you'd either give it all to the landlord for somebody, uh, if they had somebody who didn't pay rent for the last two years, or you give it all to the renter to say, hey, give this to your landlord to cover the past two years. But I, I don't understand why it would be going to both renters and landlords. But that's $2 billion in housing-related COVID relief going to those programs. You have a $500 million investment in clean energy, which you have to watch. I, I don't know what part of that uh, $500 million is going to go to a study on that clean energy and where exactly some of these uh, windmills are going to go. But you have to watch out, especially now, after uh, this last story. I, I saw um, ESI, the energy company, is – maybe the state will get some of this $500 million uh, back because this is out of uh, – it depends on the figure that you look for. But a wind farm company – has admitted to killing at least 150 bald or golden eagles since 2012 just from the windmills. And now they're uh, being fined $8 million. Almost all of them hit by the blades as they were spinning. So the eagle had no chance. I mean, this is the Peace Bridge argument, except we weren't talking about bald eagles, I don't think, uh, with the Peace Bridge. Yeah, you can't build that bridge because the eagles will fly into it. The same thing's happening with these windmills. So now you know, so $8 million uh, there, $35 million energy company ESI is paying uh, in total for this whole ordeal. 
So maybe you get some of the $500 million out of the state budget investment in clean energy back, depending on how many birds the windmills kill. But a lot of the $500 million, I'm going to guess, is going to go to the study to show no birds here. We're at the right height. <laughs> and uh, that won't be that much of an issue. And then we talked about this a little bit earlier, $25 billion over five years to create or preserve 100,000 affordable homes. That's $250,000 per unit. And they're not even making every single year. It's create or preserve. So that could be building a unit or giving it a paint job, $250,000 per what they're calling affordable homes. I don't know what world, the real estate market is crazy, but that's not an affordable home in my book. Uh, that's certainly not, I wouldn't be able to afford that home. But $25 billion is going there, and yet all anybody downstate ever wants to talk about is how can you do $600 million for a new Bills stadium? Well, somehow they were able to fit in $600 million for a new Bills stadium and add $4 billion for a whole host of other things that we don't really know about because all of this happened behind closed doors. So, you know, to say about this, at least the $600 million for a new stadium for the Bills, we know where it's going. At least that was talked about for months and months and months beforehand, even though, you know, according to uh, our guest Jack O'Donnell, I think it was Jack O'Donnell, it might have been somebody else, very early this morning, they said Andrea Stewart-Cousins, the Senate Majority Leader, was, in her words, shocked at the news of a subsidy for a bill stadium. Shocked. Which seems like that's not true, right? Because if you're the New York State Assembly Majority Leader, I find it hard to believe that you can be shocked by something that's been talked about in the state's second largest city for a good portion of the last six months. So shock doesn't seem to really uh, pass the muster in my mind. But that's all you hear about, $600 million for a new bill state. How are we going to do this? Well, I, somehow they found a way. Somehow they found a way to pay for it and also add $4 billion worth of other expenses for just one year. So it's all, it's all good. It's all good in New York. Also, cutting that state gas tax by $0.16 cents per gallon. Another thing, why I wish this wasn't behind closed doors, how do we find $0.16? Cents? It's not getting rid of the whole gas tax. We're only getting rid of part of it. Was 17 too much? 15 is one of those nice round numbers. It was 15 just, eh, it just doesn't seem like enough. Give them an extra penny. 16 cents a gallon for seven months. We spoke with George Maziars earlier this morning. He said he doubts people will see 16 cents a gallon in savings. I don't know how you would know if you've seen 16 cents a gallon in savings, because what the gas price is going to be week to week is anybody's guess. <laughs> I mean, it ebbs and flows based on what we're told is the oil market around the world, but, I, you know, come on. That'll last June 1st until the end of the year. Somehow it's a budgetary item 
to legalize alcohol to go for the next three years. The budget has uh, become so broad to include a policy item like this. And, you know, bail reform laws are also now a budgetary item for some uh, reason. The, the budget for the state's fiscal year somehow includes whether or not a judge can be able to factor a defendant's history of gun use in bail decisions. I'm not 100% sure how that relates to a budget, but it's in there. Uh, and it is a little bit of a walk back of the bail reform laws that were passed not that long ago. And all that happened yesterday. You can read more about it at WBEN.com. More to come about it throughout the day here on WBEN. Here's some of the details and some of people's thoughts on it. David Bellavia is coming up after me. And then, of course, you have Joe Beamer uh, one more time in the afternoon before. Uh, what do you think, Jim? Are we going to have two of us on Monday? Is he coming back? We'll see. That is the rumor. He could be back here in the chair next to me. It it would be interesting. I, I would love to see it. Joe Beamer could be back right next to me uh, this upcoming Monday. But thanks for hanging out with me throughout the week. Uh, Beam as and Beamer here on WBEN. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 